It's time for the movie we're in. Tonight's victim is actor special effects Sam Mason. It's currently doing normal terror amongst other films. Hello. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Trying to survive. So what have we been up to lately? I know you got a bunch of stuff going on throughout the month. What are you allowed to talk about right now? Currently, I'm allowed to talk about all but one film right now that I'm working on. Working right now is going to be Normal Terror, which is my uh, psychological horror film. We're calling it a new style gore film. And then we also have Guy Grundy and Maverick Von Hoff. So Normal Terror is a true push to 80s, uh, original icon 80s horror film. My perspective and, and how I view this is, is something a little bit different. You know, while I do love the icons, you know, being a, a filmmaker myself, I've taken some from, you know, from what these guys have, have brought to the, the industry, and I respect absolutely every one of them for what their films have become. But I think that we've lost the originality in Hollywood, putting films out that are, you know, either reboots or remakes. So I came up with something a little bit different, and it's from the serial killer's point of view before he's caught. So we don't have any of the miscellaneous bullshit involved to drive the story. We don't have the cops investigating. We don't have anybody chasing them. We don't get a whole lot of backstory on the victims or follow-up. Nobody's currently looking for them. This is about a single father doing his best to take care of his son, struggling to get by like a lot of you know a lot of people nowadays. I think that's something almost everybody can relate to nowadays. But the magic happens after he puts his son to bed, and that's when man becomes a monster. He abducts soldiers and kills his victims for no apparent reason. Each abduction is different, and each uh, murder is different. So there's nothing, you know, he's a very intelligent character, and very methodical in how he does what he can to prevent the cops from relating all of these crimes that he's committed. From the serial killer's point of view, before he's caught, and all the research I did on serial killers, you know, they're, they're your average, average everyday joke. They, uh, they're very charismatic, they're very personable people, they have normal lives, and then they also do these, these very horrific things to people. So I'm kind of following that setting on that and, and making a little more true life than, than anything else that's come out. Predictability, if, if people were not so accepted to predictability on these, a lot of these films, like Hollywood films and stuff like that, do you think this is going to be a different effect that they've never experienced before, or do you think this is kind of, it should be like within the balance to actually keep it there, even though it's, it's not exactly exciting, but do you think that's kind of like a, almost a piece that needs to be there, or do you think it should be removed? You know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, is, is Hollywood's in the, the filmmaking business to make money, you know, and they have an ABC box of what, you know, what makes movies, you know, but you don't have a whole lot of originality. You know, the last five big films that were original was, you know, started with The Blair Witch, started the whole found footage genre, subgenre. Paranormal Activity, which brought in the jump scares. You had Saw, which became a franchise in itself, but it started out as a true ending film. You know, it was a very methodical story. It was a very psychologically you know, based story, you know, and how they went about that. And then you have, you know, movies that are a little more recent, like Us, by uh, Mr. Peoples, that, with Jordan Peele, that, you know, that are bringing it from a completely different perspective. So you finally have a little bit of more originality, but there's not a whole lot of it out there. So what I'm trying to do is, is bring an original story and being original in itself and, you know, going back to, to all practical effects. Um, there is no visual effects whatsoever done with this film other than, you know, our camera angles or lighting and, you know, and our actors truly giving a performance in there. You know, they're not looking at tennis balls. They're, they're looking at, you know, at true horror in the, in the face. You know, as, as an up-and-coming filmmaker, 
I think the most difficult thing right now is getting into a position where you earn that reputation and respect of getting things done on set. And I think I'm creating that for myself currently uh, with all the different projects that I'm working on. I recently started expanding out and really pushing my special effects work. Just jumping out there and, and putting your stuff out there and letting people see what you're capable of. Interacting with people and, you know, and, and seeing the, the love that, you know, that you're getting. You know, I, I really do appreciate you know, everybody taking time to check out a work and, you know, hopefully we can, we can bring them something that, you know, is going to hopefully create, become an icon in itself. You know, you have Terrifier with uh, Art the Clown, who's become pretty iconic in himself. David Howard Thornton's uh, rendition of Art the Clown is, is you know, quite the talk of the town lately, especially since they're filming Terrifier 2 right now. And having to achieve difference, difference is, uh, is something, almost a taboo word, because having to make a difference is incredibly hard, because, of course... Everybody wants to succeed in, in a specific level, but having these particular projects, at least for for the you know the starter out of the bunch that you're that you're currently doing, would you actually use these as your actual vehicle to achieve difference in filmmaking in general, or or, or, or anything else related to it? You know, I, I do a lot of different things. I'm a producer. I'm an actor, primarily character actor. I'm doing uh, method style. You know, I, I get caught up in my parts, but I also like to push myself and, and what I can and, and accomplish, not only with my acting, but, you know, my directing, my my visual style. I think because I grew up with, you know, with Children of the Corn and uh, Friday the 13th and, you know, Hellraiser being my favorite, I think the, the visual stunningness and cinematography, your lighting, your actors, I, I think it all makes a difference in, in creating that, that world that you just want to escape to. You know, it scares you to death, but it also, you know, it, it draws you in. And I'm not sure if we really understand why it draws us in, but we, we have a blast doing what we do, and you know, I'm just hoping to make a, a decent living for, you know, for myself and my son. You know, I, I am a single father, so normal care is, is partly based on, on my real-life experiences with my son and raising a teenage kid. You know, so just trying to, to create a, you know, face our dreams and, and create a life for, you know, for him that's, you know, that makes things a little bit easier as, as we go along. You know, as, as you know, you know, we talked about before the show, you know, today's, today's world is a little bit different than when we grew up. You know, it's a lot harder out there today. Trying to give him a best foot forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, the world itself is changing every year. Lots of events changing that's going on and, and more, much more real personal issues with, with people in general. The fact is that when filmmaking, and, and especially when you do have a family, having to rely on something like this, how, how do you try to keep the mentality of things, trying to, even though you have a lot of projects going, but you also have a family to support at the same time, having to get that added income? I mean, do you think support needs to be much bigger than what it is, not just to rely on just a couple of things? that you already know that you needed support from? You know, I think if you ask any indie filmmaker, the hardest thing to come up with is your budget. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that it takes money to make a great project, but there are things that you have to buy for a production. You know, I have to buy my materials for my special effects. You know, you've got to have good lighting. You've got to have, you know, good cinematography. You've got to have good sound equipment. And you've got to have a good editor. You've got to have, you know, a lot of different aspects going to filmmaking in order to support and, and still chase your dreams, you find a way, you have to be very ingenuitive. I'm not getting paid a whole lot at this point, you know, in some projects I'm not getting paid at all yet, you know, with the hopes that, you know, my belief in the project and, and creating something that's truly different and stunning and visually appealing, um, along with a, a story that captivates people is what's going to get it out there. 
But I think you have to be very ingenuitive. You have to you know, do whatever it takes to, to push, you know, push yourself, push your product, push your brand, and, and do what it takes to, to get out there and, you know, and, and do it. Everybody says that they want to do it, but not everybody wants to put in the work. You know, there's, there's times where, you know, where I don't eat, you know, so that, some, so that my son can. You know, things are, things are tough at times, you know, especially financially. I live in California, you know, just outside of LA. Do you think sometimes that even though it can be very personal, like you're going through so much stuff emotional-wise of, of trying to get all these projects going, trying to, especially if you have a family, especially if you have or other means at the same time, do you think sometimes you, you can't be personal and sometimes it's going to be a, more of a conflict trying to get the work out there or do you think it, it might actually be more of a confliction getting your vision out there even though you have this also on top of your shoulders? It's very difficult at times. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I just celebrated 11 years of sobriety, you know, January 17th. So I, I struggle with those demons. Also battled with anxiety and depression, you know, majority of my life. Those things definitely add in. I think the biggest thing for me is having a support system. You know, having people around you that, that believe in your work, that believe in, you know, what you're doing and, and how you're doing it, I think is the, the biggest thing, you know, is when you don't believe in yourself, having someone that believes in you. You know, and I'm very grateful that I have a, a group of people around me that when I don't believe in myself, they uh, they step up and say, hey, you know what, it's, what you're doing is it's brilliant, it's great, and it's, it's going to make a difference. So just keep going, just keep, you got to struggle through it, fine, but I don't believe in faking it until you make it. I believe in making it and pushing forward no matter what. You know, don't, don't give up. Um, just because things are difficult, it is easy, everybody would be doing it. Having that positive aspect, it, it seems like it's a hit and miss, especially in filmmaking as well. When you're going through all these things outside of the film, that uh, you, you're trying to progress, and that the positive aspect, things that that positive feeling is, is is a hit and miss when you're trying to do it. Because when you don't have any support, and, and you're and you're not really trying to uh, put your own support out there, you gotta have to have that kind of element for yourself in order for you to continue to what you do. Because if you don't have any kind of slight, a little bit of support not just from yourself or at least the people that you're around you yeah you probably won't succeed as, as much as you think you were just even though you you may be very skillful at directing or uh, let's say special effects or anything like that but the thing is if you're not fully confident in yourself you might need to go find that additional support whatever works for you well and that's the thing too you know is that a lot of people want the benefits without putting in the work we come from a society that's you know that's ADHD based, and our attention spans because we have you know infinite information at our fingertips. You know, uh, a lot of people aren't willing to, to do the work and, and have the drive to, to make themselves successful at, at what they do. You know, so I think it's really important to really push if this is something that you want to do. If you want to be a filmmaker, if you want to be an actor, if you want to be a producer, or a director, or special effects icon, or working in that. I think it's really important that you put yourself out there and you, you constantly strive for what you're trying to achieve. You know, there, there's going to be times where you're going to struggle. It's not always going to be easy. However, as long as you continue to work for it, you will eventually achieve that. It's not going to land in your lap. You have to bust your ass and, and make it happen for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. Oh, definitely. And uh, sometimes even though you go through these struggles but sometimes you have to be alone sometimes you have to have that one vision 
for yourself so that you can focus. Sometimes you can visualize what path you're actually going. You have to be alone sometimes. You can't just be surrounded entirely by everybody as far as in terms of support because you gotta you gotta focus where you're heading first before you can embrace what you love. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I developed the story of normal terror over 12 years, eight of which I was, you know, on the road as a truck driver spending a lot of time by myself. So when I sat down to actually write Normal Terror, I literally had it written in a month. The first draft was written in, in less than 30 days. You know, and that was because I had worked on the story and I had developed the story and I had, you know, figured out how I was going to shoot it and how I wanted, you know, the, the visuals to, to come across. And you know, being able to, to put that in, in the written form so that somebody else could look at it and say, you know what, yeah, I think we've got something here. You know, I, I had to do it in myself. But again, going back to what I said before, you know, I had to do the work. Couldn't just, you know, say, okay, this is my synopsis. This is what I want done. Let's go. What do you think? I was very naive when I first started this project two years ago um, and thinking that because I had a new, original, great idea and, and I'm very passionate about it, that people were going to be throwing money at it. I was very naive in that aspect. While I knew what to expect on the production side of things, I didn't know what to expect on the business side of things. And I think that's something that, you know, that, that needs to, you know, people need to think about. The fact that there's, there's two sides of the industry. You know, you have what happens on production side and you have what happens on the business side. You know, your contracts and your, the, the things that you need in order to, you know, to get to the finance and get people to believe that you have your shit together enough to be willing to take a risk on. This fact of the matter is financing a film is, is a very risky business. There's a lot of films that are, you know, millions of dollars on that, you know, sit on the shelf and never really get their money back for it. It's very important you have all your ducks in a row with a uh, very hard lesson I've had to learn over the last two years. <laughs> Oh, without a doubt, man. Go go and plug in any websites or anything that uh, we can expect from Normal Terror or any other projects that uh, that might be releasing this year. Um, we have Maverick and Grundy, which I've, I've talked about a little bit. We have Normal Terror. The Butcher is currently out and on, I it's Amazon Prime. And you can reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on Twitter. If you do a Google search for... Sam Mason or Sam I Am Mason or Normal Terror or my production company, Sacrificial Pond Productions. We are literally the first 100,000 lists that come up on, on any of those things. So any of those sources I can be reached at. Yeah, you can find me on IMDB. You can see a lot of how we've uh, put our special effects together on our Instagram. You know, I don't keep a lot of that stuff a secret because, you know, it's one of the reasons that we've got the fan base that we have is that I'm able to show how we do a lot of the things that we do so that, you know, people look at it and say, wow, okay, I always wondered how they did that. There you have it, everybody. That is actor, director, special effects, Sam Mason. We're honored to be on your show, brother. I appreciate you having me, man.